Citizen Critic is a production of iHeartRadio and Double Elvis. There are multiple emotional plots revolving around each other in this movie that are all pretty affecting and... Similar to my life. I have a lot of emotional plots revolving around me. A lot of balls in the air. <laughs> Those are buzzards, Greg. <laughs> back problem is really you slowing me down. You need to take better care of yourself. It's really slowing me down. This episode of Citizen Critic. A time traveler from the 1970s reviews Almost Famous. Another reviewer thinks psychological horror show Jacob's Ladder is a more accurate representation of the decade. And a Zeppelin fan on Yelp doesn't get why a groupie's memoir doesn't talk more about his fantasies. You want to be a true friend to them? Be honest and unmerciful. And a Citizen Critic. And welcome to the Citizen Critic Podcast. I am Scott Janovitz. And I am Greg Conley. Greg, hey, what's going on? What's going on? I'm playing a lot of Animal Crossing. That's what's going uh, on. Yeah. Literally. Sorry, I, do, I don't mean to keep talking about it, but I had a scare with turnip prices this week. And oh my goodness, are you okay? Oof, it is. For anyone that knows Animal Crossing, sometimes you buy turnips, you can only buy them on Sunday until noon, and you buy them, and then over the course of the week, you can sell them, but, you know, this week, the turnips did nothing but go down. I'm so sorry, man. Well, no, it's fine. I went into my sister-in-law's island and sold them. Do you need a place to crash? 420 (laughs) bells of turnip. I bought them for 97. Can I float you alone? (laughs) This is my life. This is my wife and I. Yeah. We talk. I'll come downstairs and I'll be like, "Have you have you checked the price of turnip? How many bells for a turnip this this week? Have you checked the turnips? <laughs> the turnips are coming mm. from inside the house." Yeah. Well, it's it's true. The whole thing is just how do I how do I chew up six seven hours of my day? Well, this is this is riveting podcasting talking about uh, all the things you can do wow. <laughs> in Listen, a Nintendo there's... in a Nintendo game that is already sounds really boring. <laughs> it's not boring. It's it's just you know. No, I'm sure. I I have to believe dynamic. that it's a worldwide sensation for a reason. <laughs> yes, I have been um, suddenly have work to do. Uh, I I was dry with work for a couple of months while we were in lockdown, but I suddenly have a bunch of stuff to do. You're a virologist. All of a sudden it's like, Hey, can you help? Oh, I've been, I've been putting this shit off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's check the old work email. It's been a few weeks. (laughs) It's like Dr. Fauci blowing off work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I got to check my work email. Ooh, there's a lot of exclamation points in front of these I'm ready emails. <laughs> it seems. Oh, listen, guys, if everybody's going to mark their emails urgent, it's not yeah. going to make a difference. Yeah. This one says, 
warning pandemic. This one says <laughs> happy hour on Friday. Like these are not the same yeah. threat level. Maybe I shouldn't sort these alphabetically. Maybe I should sort them by date. <laughs> Come on, Fouch. Get on it. Yeah, I've had a bunch of stuff to do, um, yeah. which is good. Uh, it's good to have things to do. Well, I'm glad that we completely, so, you know, you'll never hear it, but we had our first stab at the Almost Famous podcast last night. Yeah. After hours of delay that I will n- never not blame on Apple. And it didn't go well. If you've ever seen those early, early videos of the first, you know, airplanes, it's yeah. the one, it's the airplane that has the flapping wings and it gets off the ground for like a half a, there's propellers in the flapping wings. Right. We got off the ground for a half a second. Yeah. And then just, yeah. oof, just went straight down. <laughs> Gravity reeled, reared its ugly head. That's about right. I was thinking it was more of the umbrella one that goes up and down. <laughs> that was also a good one. I think that was a Da Vinci design, actually. Yeah, I think you're probably right. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Well, he, da he just did patents on everything. Fucking idiot. Da Vinci. I know your code, man. Oh, fucking Da Vinci. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go with fucking Da Vinci again. Uh, yeah, what is it, Leonardo? You paint. You're, I, we got it. You're a quadruple threat. <laughs> Can't wait to hear this shit. <laughs> he must have been insufferable. Let's be honest. Leonardo yeah. Da Vinci. It was the Renaissance, though. Like, weren't there a bunch of uh, dudes yeah, who were like Leonardo Da Vinci? Like, he was like, hey, I invented a helicopter. Hey, look at this amazing painting. Oh, here's a well. Or I don't know if he did that. All right. That brings us to our first segment, which is Rank the <laughs> Renaissance Men. <laughs> Listeners, we're going to put up a poll on our social media. <sighs> Rank the Renaissance men. I mean, a part of me believes that the only reason why they were so prolific back then was they just didn't have TV. I, th- oh, yeah. I think I, I would think of a lot more groundbreaking shit if I, I didn't have TV to distract me. 1,000%. <laughs> would, I would certainly be called a Renaissance man by the standards of my day. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to be called a Renaissance man when you 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 log in at least nine to eleven hours of parks Parks and Rec every day. True, it's, it's hard to really break through that into that Renaissance bubble. Yeah, we're kicking off today our next slate of power films. block. Can we call it a power, power block? block? We can yeah. if you want to. Yeah. Power like block. Yeah, it's like the radio station power in the 80s. Block. Little Bon Jovi power block. Crank it up and break off the knob. <laughs> We're doing a power block, some fictional music movies. We're going to do three yeah. of those, starting with Almost Famous. Nearly Famous. I <laughs> love this movie. I also love this movie. I unabashedly am a fan of Almost Famous. Um, I'm not sure why you, why, well, I mean, I think we're going to find out why some people aren't. It's, it's not a never, perfect movie. We're not in a world where we have to wonder why people don't like something. It is, there is plenty no, of source we, material out there. We're, we're going to find out. Yeah. But I, you know, to me, it's just, it's such a lovely movie. The, like, you know, the band coming up and, you know, they're having they're they're successful to start and their albums coming out and they kind of 
as they're going through the movie, you know, they're starting to really ride this sort of fast, you know, fast track and the groupies and the, I will say Kate Hudson uh, is impossibly adorable in this movie. Okay, we've reached the problem that I have with this movie. And Kate what? Hudson is very good and is adorable, but they, Cameron Crowe. Um, <laughs> angelic. They made her angelic. They made her a literal angel. <laughs> they did. She glows. She, she absolutely glows, glows yeah. throughout the movie. It yeah. is off-putting to me. She's like, this is Tinkerbell's hot sister. <laughs> yeah, so that's my problem with it. Just uh, it's My like, only uh, problem is it, it's overkill. It's not what groupies look like. Well, for the record, I think that they did back then. How do you, you <laughs> how do you know what groupies look like? I don't know. <laughs> I just think that she's the most angelic, perfect human being. It's if she groupies were, just were of, groupies were hot. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, the, the, I guess when you're 20 years old, it doesn't really matter that you're just traveling around and sleeping wherever you're gonna sleep. Like following Zeppelin around, it's you know, they were just hopping from city to city following you know, these bands around. Right. Like if I did that now, I'd look terrible. If I did it back then, I'd look terrible, but you know. What are we talking about? Are we talking about you being a groupie? <laughs> no, <laughs> how no, did this what conversation I, veer no, into what I'm saying is I think, you know, how you, you would be as a groupie. You look a little, you'd look a little haggard if you were like piling five people in a car and driving from Cleveland to New York to watch Zeppelin and then going to Detroit and then going to Chicago and then going to, you know, glow is not the word people would put on it. Yeah, I'm sure she would do fine. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> she's a a young, she is, yeah, <laughs> hot young girl. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she does. She glows, and it's just like these these longing shots of her where it's just like flutters you know, her eyelashes, dappled, and yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? I I just did as I was saying that pinpoint the troubling aspect of this movie, which is that she tell she says at the beginning. Kate, uh, Kate Hudson says at the beginning she is 16 years old, right? Yeah. Maybe she's 17. I mean, she's definitely underage. She's definitely underage, yeah. and that is uh, troubling. So uh, let's get into it. It's our feature presentation, Almost Famous. Was say anything right before this? No, no. He he had a, he had say anything after that. He did singles. Jerry Maguire. Oh, Jerry Maguire. And then almost famous. Jerry Maguire. I love that movie. I that was a good movie. Um, it's fine. From my perspective, it's just fine. <laughs> Too much Jonathan Lipnicki. Ah, the Nicky. He went on to. <laughs> I gotta say, these sound effects are just making my day. They're the best thing ever. Yeah, the lip Nick. Uh... Yeah, he went on. It's like he couldn't get a job acting, and then he started lifting weights and you know posting pictures of himself online. Oh god! And he's all like cut and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he did one other movie that I'm aware of where he's like a like the little vampire or something. <laughs> yeah, that was a great movie. It was a <laughs> great I loved, movie. Well, it wasn't a great. I overused the word great. 
No, no. I am leaving that in and cutting out your explanation. <laughs> I like the, li- the little, the littlest vampire. The littlest vampire. Or was it the littlest witch? That was the worst witch. The worst witch. I love that movie. I that's With a great the, movie. Tim I, Curry. Yeah, I will not. I will not. You leave that in, and you 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 turn <laughs> it up. St- you leave it in and it. turn it up. Yeah, Jerry Maguire. I, lo- I I love Tom Cruise. I am look. I am a Tom Cruise fan. I celebrate <laughs> yeah. the man's entire catalog. <laughs> well, that's you're going far there, but he is one of our greatest movie stars, uh, if not a good actor. I don't know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yeah, no, it has nothing to do with anything. Uh, let's read some reviews. Yeah, these reviews are from the Internet Movie Database. Yeah. Internet movie database. Back when they were like, well, no, it's not going to be around for it. We'll think of a better name later. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> movie website number 62. <laughs> Excel for movies. Here's one from Cookjur26. I would have said that was Cookie Jar 26. You I'm good at that. making sense oh, of this like, <laughs> yeah, is this that, yeah. that, remember that game show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where you had to d- decide what the person's license plate was. I cannot believe there was an entire game show devoted to <laughs> license plate, like vanity license plates. It was Merv Griffin was throwing lightning bolts. Hey, Merv, you got any ideas? Uh, how about a license plate? How about a license plate thing? Yeah. What license plate thing? I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, gold, Merv, you're gold. All right, you got it, Merv. (laughs) They pulled him out of his hyperbaric chamber. (laughs) Why have you awoken me? Uh, We need another game show, Merv. (laughs) License plates. (laughs) Two words. Thanks, Chief. Stick him back in, boys. (laughs) It's just dry ice bath. <laughs> Cookie Jar 26. I am from the 70s and I could barely. Z- <laughs> I have come to you today from the 70s. I have traveled here today through time and space to tell you what I think about Almost Famous. I appreciate you've discovered the art of time travel in the 70s and decided to come to correct the record about Almost Famous. Yeah. What's almost famous like from the perspective of somebody who remembers it really fresh? I was just there and it was nothing like this. I am from the 70s and I could barely sit through this movie. I found it boring and offensive, but thought Goldie's daughter did a great job. I think they are genuinely from the 70s. Hey, Goldie's daughter. She did a good job. Uh, What's her name? Goldie's daughter. If you're truly from the 70s, there's nothing offensive in this movie. This film just wasn't near as glorious as, quote, Hollywood portrayed it to be, and I just really hate it when a film gets so much fanfare and turns out to be an actor fest instead. (laughs) An actor (laughs) fest. Uh, The worst thing about movies are the people pretending to be other people. There's just a ton of actors in them. I I don't understand the difference between an actor fest and a movie. (laughs) Isn't that every movie's kind of an actor fest? Uh, Fucking another actor fest. (laughs) I think and quote unquote Hollywood. It's like, you know what? Hollywood is an actual thing. (laughs) It is. It's a place. You don't have to put it in quotes. 
much like American Beauty, which I also didn't care for. But yes, Kevin Spacey was great. <laughs> so the two things he likes about this movie are yeah. the actors. Yeah, no, he's Goldie's the daughter and is, Kevin Spacey. The acting was the only good thing in the movie. Yes, but he doesn't like how it's an actor fest. But as somebody from the 70s, I what I don't like is the actors that were in it. It's not that he didn't like the actors that were in it. He didn't like that actors were in it. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> I think I think what he's looking for, he's looking for a documentary. I don't, uh, he's yeah, not I guess into a documentary. Yeah, no, not a fiction movie. <laughs> fiction film. We have films that are nonfiction. You might enjoy those better. None of them have Goldie's Daughter or Kevin Spacey, though. I'm sure Kevin Spacey will soon be in a documentary, uh, the subject of a documentary, but until yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, this next one is from Bobby123. Bobby gave it a three out of 10. Yeah. Disappointing. Not true to 1973. We have a bunch of early 73 historians that yeah. sort of popped up over here. Yeah. <laughs> Dear young people, <laughs> I hope you don't think this treacly teen movie is an accurate portrait of 1973. Mm -hmm. It captures neither the details nor the spirit of the 1970s. Okay. Dear young people. <laughs> hey, whippersnappers. The times were much wilder, weirder, rougher, grittier, and unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> That's in this took a turn. It's a very, very personal view of what 1973 was like. Oh, they were wilder, weirder, rougher, <laughs> grittier, and unpredictable. <laughs> Uh, a roller coaster ride of the thrilling and the terrifying. That's what the 70s were like. <laughs> Unlike at any other time in America. Oh, I just, it only makes me want to get in that time, earlier time machine and just go back to the 70s. It just seems, yeah. I don't know what this I got to verify some shit. Can I get in your time machine? <laughs> the roller coaster ride of the thrilling and the terrifying. <laughs> I loved it. Please help me. That's <laughs> terrifying. Penny Lane is beautiful and her makeup and mannerisms are perfect for 1995. Oh, they didn't look like that in the 70s. Mm. We've, we've gone from substance of the movie into the aesthetics. <laughs> they, they did actually look like that in the 70s. Her name was just Goldie Hawn. <laughs> like, it was... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both she and Russell are as clean cut, nope, scrubbed and color coordinated, nope, as a couple of models in a J. Crew catalog. No. No. Not at all. Not even remotely. He's got long hair and a and like a basically a porn mustache. Yeah, the, yeah, the little yeah, the the 70s the 70s mustache. Yeah. yeah. It's like you couldn't bother trimming the tips and it just sort of hung down to your bottom lip there. When they should look like R. Crumb characters. You see them in the characters. They should look like R. Crumb characters? <laughs> what? Horrifying. If you don't know who R. Crumb is, just Google R. Crumb and look at images. And then yeah. imagine those images in Almost Famous and ask yourself, yeah. would I watch this movie? 
This movie is not what the 70s were like at all. In 1973, everybody looked funky and raunchy. (laughs) Again, real wild swings here. Everybody looked funky and raunchy. (laughs) Oh, man. 73. I walked around in a black leather coat, a pink stretch top, green suede hot pants, and thigh-high boots. Jesus Christ. This guy. And I was a college professor. This is not a guy. Uh, This is a woman. Is it? Oh, Bobby. I guess Bobby. I.E. She wore she wore hot pants and thigh high boots. <laughs> I don't know. It could be. It was seventy three. It was, you know, pink stre- a pink stretch top, <laughs> green suede hot pants, and thigh high boots. It is a woman. <laughs> well, you know, tomato tomato. Seventy three to me in this review is basically anything goes. So you can imagine how rock stars and groupies dressed and acted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really need to. There are pictures that resemble this. Yep. They're well documented. You, however, uh, I I would like to see some footage of you from the from nineteen seventy-three. Yeah. Teaching philosophy at Columbia University. Yeah. Uh she says in parentheses, Lester Bangs, the mom and the sister are closer to accurate. Fashion details, especially on the leads, are a litmus test of a movie maker's courage. Uh Are they telling a story about the past, or (laughs) are they just box office brown noses afraid of offending the contemporary teen audience who can't handle historical realities? (laughs) I like green suede hot pants. (laughs) And of course, the fashion failure is only a symptom of this movie's general saccharine timidity. Where is Vietnam, Watergate, <laughs> Cambodia, Kent, and Jackson State, the murders of King and the Kennedys, and the Days of Rage? Yeah, where are they in this movie about rock bands? <laughs> <laughs> Not every uh, movie that takes place in the 70s needs to have all these things. That... Yeah, also, King and the Kennedys were murdered in the 60s. 60s. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, this movie should have been 17 and a half hours long. And just yeah. give us some <laughs> yeah. frame of reference. Yeah. This movie should have been more like the CNN docu-series <laughs> The 70s. Thank you, Wolf Blitzer. Where is Tom Hanks's narration? <laughs> Not that these political events have to be seen or talked about. Okay. But they have to be present in the characters. The way uh, they move. The way they oh move. Boy. Talk. Sing. And think. That is. Uh, Bobby. Okay. Bobby is watching uh, the scene of Russell on the roof before he jumps into the pool yeah. going, I don't think he's thinking about Watergate. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Bobby might have been the uh, Rolling Stone fact checker. <laughs> In this movie. <laughs> it's exactly it. Unless you owned high top platform shoes with goldfish in them, you weren't a part of the 70s. Hey man, if you can make a full length feature film about it, you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's Ladder, Boogie Nights, and the Tina Turner story <laughs> are much better if you want to know what it was like. <laughs> Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> the Tina Turner story. <laughs> Do you mean Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? <laughs> <laughs> or what's love got to do with it? How, what about the Tina Turner movie conveys 
more authenticity to you than this. What what about her life story tells you that she's thinking about Watergate and Vietnam and all that shit? I think it was the gritty. The 70s were gritty. And that movie, Tina Turner's experiences were gritty. They were wild and free and gritty <laughs> and your husband beat you. <laughs> I love that she took Jacob's ladder in. Like, that has nothing Jacob's to do with... ladder. <laughs> you know how in the 70s you find out you were dead the whole movie? That was the best part of living yeah. in the 70s. Finding out that everything had just been a dream before you died. Or look in the attic for your parents' R. Crumb comics. <laughs> just pumping the Don't do that. Do not do that. Uh, here are a f- just a handful of quick reviews from letterboxd.com. Boxed. Boxed. Um, this is a half a star added by Ruby Grub on yeah. February, in Ruby. February 2020. Try hard. Ruby Grub. Uh, this review says, what the fuck? Half a star. Yeah, that's it. Half a star. <laughs> That first review was as if yeah. she was walking down the street and somebody rollerbladed by her with a t- with a movie screen just showing Almost Famous. So she just saw it and was like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck? <laughs> you didn't see the movie. Just somebody yeah, rollerbladed yeah, yeah. by you with the movie play. <laughs> I what appreciate the it. Fuck? <laughs> what in the holy fuck, was that? fuck just happened? Half a star. Oh, Ruby Grub. Yep. Uh, here's one from April, 2020. This one was watched by big roach, man. <laughs> oh, hey, now. come on. If this movie was a person, it'd be a manager at guitar center that goes on <laughs> Facebook rants about how real music is dying. <laughs> one star. <laughs> I mean, it's, I love that. It is not untrue. Actually. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's one by Cat uh, added January 2020. The mega shit I took this morning had yeah. more character and plot development no. than everyone in this movie. <laughs> no, that is I'm, I, I really want to know the story of this mega shit. <laughs> the last movie I had to rate this low was Daddy's Home 2, <laughs> which was an absolute abomination to the existence of the human race and its culture. <laughs> Wow, you are known for overstatement. (laughs) (laughs) This movie was a nostalgic jerk-off for its viewers and contributed nothing more than people saying, oh shit, and implying they remember something that no one cares about anymore. (laughs) Wow. Searing. What? Searing review. Uh, Here's one that says, um, this is by 18Y of the Canyon in May 2019. 18Y Mile Canyon? (laughs) 18-year-old <laughs> F the canyon. <laughs> it might be another way to read that. Yeah. So don't throw a .com at the end of it. That is, yeah. that's no, a, do not. That is do not put a .com. One-way ticket the to the dark one. web, my friend. <laughs> 18-year-old F the canyon says, <laughs> lived up to none of my expectations oh, the star. That's hard. <laughs> that is hard. <laughs> Up to none of them. I have expectations. Yeah. It lived up to none of them. <laughs> this next one is by M- Modem Fucker. Oh, Modem. Oof. You know that thing where you fuck or get <laughs> fucked by modems? <laughs> well, yeah. 
Turns out even modems can say no. Uh. <laughs> Yo, everybody, it's modem fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine a more joyous sound than that fucking horn. It it makes me so happy. Modem fucker says. <laughs> I like the part where the kid got a boner from watching a girl overdose on barbiturates and get her stomach pumped. <laughs> Fucking trash. <laughs> One star. You know that when modem fucker calls you fucking trash, you've, you might have done something you wrong. You definitely did something wrong, but I don't think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you read into the boner part. Uh, I think I need to reevaluate this movie after reading modem fucker's review. I love that you have to say it with the Boston accent. Modem fucker. It is spelled F-U-K-K-A. <laughs> fucker. <laughs> hey, fucking modem fucker. <laughs> Who are you, a modem fucker? Uh, I was down visiting my cousin in Southie. Uh, you know my cousin modem fucker? No, oh, you modem fucker. You don't fucking know me. This one says, this was horrible. I don't understand the ratings, but Sapphire can destroy my life. I'd be grateful. One and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> Sapphire can destroy my life. <laughs> was that and that wasn't Anna Packman. That was uh I think it was uh Feruza Ball. Yeah, Feruza Ball. Okay, yeah. Uh, it might have been Anna. I'm not sure. No, I think Sapphire. She was the one She it, was the worst witch, coincidentally. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Citizen Critic time. Let's read some reviews, uh, beginning with some reviews of the memoir I'm With the Band by Pamela Debar. Debar Debarge. She is one of the most famous groupies. It's uh, funny because you said time. her name to me and I was just like, oh, yeah, no, of course. Have you actually ever read this memoir? No. I know like a lot of people we know have read it. Yeah, it's a it's a big one. It was um, it's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> Six volumes. Yeah, it's a, it's a Proustian novel <laughs> from the premier groupie of the nineteen. You've heard of the Odyssey? <laughs> the original uh, groupie story was the Odyssey. John S says, "Not what I expected." He says, "More like the inane ramblings of a prepubescent schoolgirl than a memoir." I was growing bored with it already, but when I got to the part where she met Jimmy Page, I gave up. <laughs> As a longtime Zeppelin fan, I'm quite familiar with the history of the band and the individual members, okay? Look, I'm basically the guy from Almost Famous who is banned from the Zeppelin tour uh, yeah. <laughs> entourage. I do love that this guy's basically like... I have more not. I'm basically a better groupie than she was. <laughs> I'm a better groupie than she was. Why don't they throw a sand shark into a hot tub with me? <laughs> I would have perfectly still and just made eye contact with them. Yeah, take it off. But it's shark. <laughs> <laughs> First, the stories about the conversations between her and Jimmy seemed more like her <laughs> fantasies than reality. Yeah. <laughs> they seem more like her fantasies than my fantasies. <laughs> I was going to say, sub her with my fanfic. <laughs> he goes, but I can't verify that one way or the other. No, you cannot, <laughs> sir. It's, 
but when she talks about being on the side of the stage while they played in 1969 and Jimmy wearing the black dragon suit, I was done. That's it. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> no, madam. Jimmy didn't start wearing the dragon suit until 1973. <laughs> really? Hey, might, might, might be a minor detail, but for me, it was the last straw for this book. <laughs> that was it. I stopped reading. Glad I got it on sale and only paid $1.99. <laughs> As opposed to what, $7.99? It's, you know, <laughs> guy paid two bucks for a book and has to go on and be like, you fucked up the dragon suit. <laughs> hey, uh, guess what there, John? Maybe he had the dragon suit before you saw him perform with it. And maybe. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, no way. Nope. No way. I really wanted to like it, but just couldn't finish. <laughs> Why did you really want to like it? Like, <laughs> I made the wah-wah noise with my mouth before I remembered that I had it right here. Okay. The Banshee says oh, the ba yeah, <laughs> three the out Banshee. of five Yeah, about uh, I'm with the band. Fun read, but sad too. Yeah. yeah. Under the surface flash, I found this to be a sad story. <laughs> Pamela seems to think she has no value by herself, so she seeks it by blowing famous musicians just before they go back to their wives and or girlfriends. <laughs> that is, it's a very harsh way of putting it, but yeah, that's pretty much the story. <laughs> yeah, this starts out very empathetic, and then it's just like, blowing famous musicians. Yeah. Before they go back to their wives and girlfriends. She's a whoa. <laughs> Janice Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for anyone in this world named Janice Rossi. Yes, is this the superintendent? <laughs> if I ever meet somebody named, I just want you to know you have a whore living two A. That's uh, apartment two A. <laughs> uh, the banshee goes on. <laughs> the banshee. Stop to take the banshee seriously. The banshee continues. I just found that depressing. Maybe she was more calculating than I give her credit for, but I wouldn't want my daughter to grow <laughs> no. up like that. Oh, no? <laughs> no, that's what you want more why, for your daughter. Why? Why do you say that, <laughs> the Banshee? Her daughter was like, I'd like to be a doctor. No. Wouldn't you rather blow rock stars before they go back to their wives and not? <laughs> it's, you know, come on. Uh, I didn't want this for you. <laughs> I wanted you to be Senator the Banshee. President the Banshee, not a whore. <laughs> Banshee CFO. <laughs> Banshee Esquire, if you will. Vice President of Acquisitions, the Banshee. It's in our blood. <laughs> Head of Accounts Receivable, the Banshee. Anything, the Banshee. Uh, <laughs> anything but who are the Banshee. <laughs> Seeing that clear amp buckle stain on your yeah. forehead, that is <laughs> yeah. that that upsets my heart deeply. <laughs> I I know that Marshall amplifier buckle. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it say Hawkwind but reverse in reverse letters on the back of your shirt? <laughs> what happened at the Hawkwind concert? 
This is a review of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. In, by Ray D. Two out of five stars. What's this from? Yelp? Uh, this is Yelp. Yeah. Ray Davies is reviewing. Yelp.com. Ray D. <laughs> Ray D. Yeah. I think Dave Davies gets too much credit. <laughs> we thought this would be a cool place to come since, you know, it has international acclaim <laughs> and by all means, it's the Rock and Roll Hall of okay. Fame. However, for nearly $60 for two of us, this place is 99% Cleveland and 1% international. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Translation, <laughs> shit sandwich. <laughs> I have never felt worse for a city than that that sentence right there and then the follow-on sentence. <laughs> Translation, shit sandwich. That is just absolutely hurtful. It is brilliantly written. Yeah, what were you doing in Cleveland, <laughs> smartass? The outside is cool. The architecture is real, real neat. Real neat. Hey, this is like the Brady hey, Bunch episodes. Real hey, neat. You're a real neat architect, Dad. IMP. <laughs> but the place is confusing <laughs> when you see Beyonce in here, but not Britney yes. Spears. Then we asked, and they told us Beyonce donated money, so that's why she's there. <laughs> like, what the fuck, Beyonce? Beyonce's fucking great. If you don't like Beyonce Knowles as a as an artist, there's something fundamentally wrong with you. You're fundamentally broken. You're fucked. You're fucked, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Beyonce? You are fucked. You got broken ear bones. Hey, your little drummer bone ear thing is the drummer bone. It's fucked, kid. <laughs> it is fucked. I guess since I hate rock and roll, this won't come as a surprise. <laughs> what were you doing in A, Cleveland, yeah. B, the Rock and Roll Hall yeah, of Fame? Yeah, yeah, Ray D. Oh, Ray Davies. Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. Fucking Ray. Ray Donovan, hey, what are you Ray. doing? <laughs> also, being close to Katy Perry's lollipop spinny suit was the highlight of the trip. That's okay. Highlight of the trip. Ray Donovan. What, what? You're a fan of pop music, not rock and roll, no, rock and, roll. and you don't like Beyonce? No, yeah. I don't want to know you, man. <laughs> and for being the price it is to get in, it's almost ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. <laughs> it's, no, it's... It's almost it's ridiculous. It's almost ridiculous. Did you see Cameron Crowe's sequel to Almost Famous, <laughs> Almost Ridiculous? <laughs> You add these millionaires to this museum, at least they'll at least let their rich asses cover the cost of entry. <laughs> he wants the inductees of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to pay his cover charge. <laughs> I think you're assuming that everyone spent their money well. <laughs> I, I think there's plenty of people in the uh, Rock and Roll <laughs> yeah. Hall of Fame yeah, yeah. that sure, yeah. live in ranches. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, let's see, where was I? Uh, yeah, I didn't millionaires. Let them pay my rent. Hey, Jimmy Page, <laughs> I want to get, I, give me a cell phone number. I'll t he'll text you. I should get in. <laughs> <laughs> let, let Ron Wood pay for my prostitutes. <laughs> Ron Wood didn't even pay for his own prostitutes. <laughs> He's paying for it no. now. <laughs> it's... Everybody, Ronnie Wood here. <laughs> Your syphilitic friend, Ronnie Wood. <laughs> I have to pee through a HEPA filter. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ronnie Wood. Uh, so if you go, maybe just check out my photos and sit in the lobby because it'll save you a lot of wasted I'm time. I'm going to check out your photos. I 
Get out of your SoundCloud, my friend. I will not. This whole review is an attempt to get people to check out his Flickr profile. Uh, but if you love classic rock, you'll probably love this place. And again, the, this is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame I'm talking about. Kimberly Kay says, this review isn't necessarily for the museum itself. <laughs> oh, that's helpful. I haven't been to that in years. This is for the gift oh. shop. The fucking <laughs> gift shop. <laughs> this is... Oh, I can, I can smell the fury the coming off this Yelp fucking review. Fucking gift shop. I needed to buy a friend from another city a Rock Hall souvenir for a care package slash birthday gift I was making. All Cleveland, all fun times. <laughs> oh, that's... Go ahead. Laugh. All Cleveland, all fun times. Is that what? The theme of the that's care the package? That's the theme of the care package. Is that what it says on the souvenir? So she's buying a friend from a different city a care package. Yes. All Cleveland... All fun. Times. Times. Come check out Kimberly K's care packages. We got fun themes for all kinds of care packages. We got all Cleveland all fun times. We got oceans are good. We got Seattle super fun. We got Toronto good, good, good. I love it. Come on down. Kimberly K's care packages. You won't find a single boring care package. Go ahead. Laugh. Yeah. Go on. Laugh at me. I'm used to it. I love that she, she absolutely invites it. Go ahead. Laugh. Wipe the I'll tears wait. from your eyes and then go on reading because I got something to say. I'll wait right here while you get it all out of your system. <laughs> this person is an insane person to me. If you're going to do any care package for Cleveland... Why would you promise all fun times? Like <laughs> Cleveland is not known for 100% fun times. No, I just is, don't make that promise. I, I think I think it might be a federal crime <laughs> to mail this care package. <laughs> it is postal fraud. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is postal fraud. <laughs> uh. God damn it. You overreached. That was all Cleveland, all fun times. It was pretty fun when that lake lit on fire back in the day. Yeah. I got out of work and walked down to the place. The gift shop closes at 6 p.m. <laughs> I got there at 5.56. So unreasonable. I figured that was perfect. <laughs> Why run in, would run you? out, easy deal. Hey, it's good for you. If you want to get in and out of somewhere quickly, you have to go at closing time. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, you got to stay there yeah, for yeah. a while. No, you live your life like a race car driver. Yeah. I need to be on yeah. the wire. Yeah. I got to put limits on myself. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll browse. You cannot give me the option of browsing. I will fucking browse and browse. If I show up at three, I'm still leaving at 556. I figured that was perfect. Run in, run out, easy deal. Yeah. No. Nope. Well, that's... Yeah. They already locked the doors. <laughs> they see her yeah. coming. They're just like, pull the shit closed. Fucking roll at her hips. Flip the sign around. Giant fucking 80s purse. <laughs> <laughs> there was an employee woman lady. Her official title. What? No, that was not her yeah, official yeah. title. <laughs> Hello, I'll be your woman lady. 
I spoke and gestured like she couldn't hear me to explain what I needed to do. She shook her head and gave me uh, an, quote, I don't give a, quote, face and glared at me. You don't close for four more minutes. You lose, Rock Hall. You I lose. I don't think I lose. Uh, that's it for another episode of Citizen Critic. Uh, if you would please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on Apple iTunes, whichever, however you see it, wherever records and cassettes are sold. <laughs> Tape world. Next week, we're going to do what? What are we doing? Uh, Purple Rain? Purple, Purple Rain? Rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple Rain. Yeah, if you have any material on or related to Purple Rain, reviews you've read, uh, prints uh, related things that you've seen reviews on, send that to us uh, that we could read on the podcast and uh, make fun of. Um, <laughs> follow us on Instagram at Citizen Critic Pod. Check out the podcast, The Daily Zeitgeist. I was on it just today, Thursday, May 28th. And uh, you can listen to that episode. And Greg will be on it, I think, on Monday. Yes, I'm recording tomorrow. Uh, so it'll be on Monday, the June 1st. Um, Monday, June 1st. Greg will be on. We had a good uh, talk, uh, myself and the gang at uh, The Daily Zeitgeist. It was interesting and fun. And uh, that's a great podcast, uh, daily podcast. It's really impressive the amount that they accomplish every single day yeah <laughs> and they have bonus material and stuff too they, they put out like short bonus pods and such it's a really funny podcast it veers from funny and light to pretty serious um and thoughtful like the world should be uh, like uh like the 70s were according <laughs> I know, to no that was all raunchy it was you're just walking down the street and all of a sudden, you know, a sweaty ball sack hits you on the side of the face. That's that's the way it went in the seventies. Or so says Bobby One Two Three. <laughs> a little bit of this and a, a little, little bit, bit of that. that. All right, folks. Until next time. Uh, goodbye. Squeak. Citizen Critic comes to you from Double Elvis and is executive produced by Jake Brennan of Disgraceland. It was created by Jake, Greg Conley, and me, Scott Janowitz. I also composed and recorded the music, and I engineer and edit the show. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.